Hi, everyone. You're listening to Wholehearted. This is Hannah. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that this episode is kindly sponsored by Exceptional Light Photography. If you're based in Cleveland, look no further for handcrafted and evocative portraiture. Photography sessions take place at their studio in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, for those wanting a truly special image of the highest quality to hang on the wall. Head over to ExceptionalLight.com to get started and make sure to mention Wholehearted when you get in contact. Thanks again to David and Terry for the support. Also, for all of my friends who enjoy a nice stay at the museum or think that they might, I have a podcast to share with you, The Lonely Palette. In each episode of The Lonely Palette, creator and host Tamar Avishai selects a piece of art hanging in a museum, interviews unsuspecting passers-by in front of it, and then dives deeply into the movement, the social context, the anecdotes, and anything and everything else that will make it as exciting to you as it is to her. Tamar is a new friend of mine, and her show is seriously incredible. It's becoming one of my favorites. If you're looking to learn something new and have fun doing it, I could not recommend her show more. One more thing, I haven't mentioned this with my real life voice in a while, but if you're liking Wholehearted, please go on to Apple Podcasts and rate the show with five beautiful stars and let me know what you wholeheartedly believe in in your written review. Even if it's dumb. Honestly, the dumber it is, the better. Okay, with all that business out of the way, on with the show. Hey girl, I just wanted to let you girls know that I'm a real messy bitch, a liar, a scammer. I love robbery and fraud, a messy bitch who lives for drama. That was, of course, the voice of Joanne the Scammer, the originator of my favorite phrase. Are you a messy bitch who lives for drama? If you listen to Wholehearted, I'm going to assume that, to a certain extent, you must be. And if you've been listening to Wholehearted this whole season, you know that I am. I live for a juicy nugget of intel. I die for a tea spill. Anything that makes for a good, twisty-turny retelling is something that I'm into. I've always had a penchant for drama. I used to sit in the backseat of my parents' car, gazing out the rain-streaked window, listening to Irreplaceable by Beyonce on my pink iPod mini, fully feeling my nine-year-old fantasy of dismissing a lover that had scorned me. My mom once called me out for always needing to have a nemesis throughout my time in school. She was absolutely right. I wrote college admissions essays about my elementary school rival and the time that a first-grade me punched a much older boy at an Easter party. Over time, and after several unbelievably bad friendship breakups in college, my impulse to create a nemesis has gone away, but my thirst for drama has not. Now I just crave it in a much more secondhand way. For example, I compulsively social media stalk my exes. I stalk my not even fully ex-exes. I stalk my friends' exes. I stalk my ex-friends' exes. I stalk the new partners of my ex-friends' exes. Because my current lifestyle is deeply stable, all my closest friends are responsible with their emotions, I live with my boyfriend who I hug at least a million times a day, I have a desk in my house. (laughs) Drama is not something I get that often anymore, and honestly, it's not worth the fallout in my actual day-to-day life, and so the social media stalking takes its place. Even though drama has psychologically hung me out to dry many times and surely will do so again, I somehow find myself missing the crushing highs and 
really, really crushing lows of rapid change and unhinged personalities in my social circle. And I know that I'm not alone in this. Humans are practically hardwired to love drama. Literal drama, as in the theater, has been around since the 5th century BCE. Even the Bible is drama-rama. Humans inherently get into conflicts, but when I say drama, I'm not just talking about wars or political campaigns or economic crashes, real high-stakes conflicts that demand the world's attention. I'm also talking about reality TV and celebrity Twitter fights and even whose boyfriend sucks in real life. To many of us, it's all endlessly compelling, no matter what scale. In this episode of Wholehearted, we're going to find out why. Welcome to Wholehearted, where we feel things all the way. Here we share stories of full-bodied commitment to the people, places, things, and ideas we believe in, for better or for worse. I'm your host, Hannah Ray Leach. The number one quality I look for in a friend is the ability to tell and appreciate a juicy story, to live for the drama. It's the way that I make friends telling stories and sharing maybe too personal of information. Being down for that sort of bonding is the one criteria that all of my friends meet, regardless of how I met them or how long I've known them. It was fucking excruciating. Why wouldn't she I don't fucking know. What the fuck? Because, because she's like, it's stupid. I'm like, yes, it is dumb. I'm not saying it's not stupid. I'm saying you need to let it the fuck go. Let it go and stop bringing it up. This is my friend Diana. Being traumatic together is our thing. We are both Leos, maybe obviously, but beyond that, we are the two front women of our band, the Prom Queens. We met on the Craigslist musicians page in the fall of 2017, right when I moved back to Cleveland, and have been partners in theatrics ever since both literally and figuratively. I would characterize our friendship as that we come to each other with the tea yes. as soon as humanly yes. possible. <laughs> so that I had just had written down. Because yeah. it's true. It is true. Anytime some really crazy shit happens, like, I just know that you're the person to go <laughs> right. to. Right, and, like, same. Like, <laughs> Being two young women in our 20s, there is an ample amount of crazy shit to share with each other. Mostly it stays in the realm of things boys have said to us or stuff we want from Sephora. But recently something actually quite real happened. Right before Thanksgiving, I was hit by a car and I was walking in a crosswalk. And what happened? I broke my leg. Pretty bad. It was like outrageous. It was just like, wow, I'm going to like tell someone that I just got hit by a car. Like what the hell, you Uh know? That evening, Ayana FaceTimed me from the hospital, and I have to say, she looked comically amazing even just after the accident. While obviously this was a chaotically horrible thing to have happened to her, she did have a bit of fun with the reveal. Here's how the guy she's currently seeing reacted to the situation. Because, okay, Mark knows I'm dramatic. Okay. I'm like, I okay, especially like in 
I'm more dramatic in relationships, like romantic relationships, than like in real life. Okay. Just because like I'm just extra. <laughs> I'm just extra and I'm very needy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, please come love me. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. So I had texted him like earlier in the day and he didn't respond. But then I texted him that I got hit by a car with like a picture of my leg in a cast at the hospital. And he said the one he just like saw the like think the message pop up that he thought that I was just trying to get his attention. <laughs> and then he opened it and was like, oh my God. I mean, I literally have written down leveraging pain for attention? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> but like from boys. Right. Like boys. is that a thing? I do leverage the additional helplessness of having a broken leg. (laughs) Actually, Ayana is pretty drama-free most of the time. I didn't ask her to come on the show to talk about drama because she's messy. I asked her because our friendship is built upon sharing our innermost thoughts and feelings with each other, only half-jokingly proposing that we send our muses the songs we've written about them once we're done recording. Okay, if I'm being, like, real, I, like wasn't like a true drama bitch until like we became friends really? which is funny <laughs> why i don't know i like <laughs> okay what is a drama bitch <laughs> i need just to like, know i don't know i just because we're just so close now it's mm-hmm. like you know we dish all the shit and it's just like yeah. i guess i just like never even really like felt that close to like anybody really (laughs) like like, but just like being real i mean like aside from like significant others that i've had Mm -hmm. and like yeah we have a really sacred covenant yeah (laughs) should i tell you that no one knows like yeah yeah (laughs) which is something for me because i tell everyone everything but no but i'm like also i'm like very like internally dramatic i guess like my inner my inner monologue is dramatic but i don't always like external you know what i mean i do now okay with you (laughs) which is kind of funny Uh but like i i guess i don't i never really was like the like quote-unquote like stereotypically dramatic like person yeah the reason why drama is such a central fuel source in our friendship is that we love to entertain each other obviously In a world where we're both trying to toe the line between being reasonable adults and not being bored to death, we keep each other afloat by telling these juicy stories, wearing tons of highlight, and partaking in constant photo shoots. But I bring out the drama in Ayana. She doesn't necessarily live for it herself, but she does live for the exchange. But when I think of someone who truly lives for drama, and someone who has historically been ready to square up with anyone who crosses a line, I think of the true overlord of drama. One of my oldest friends, Adam. Hello, Hannah. I'm grateful that you included me in this podcasting (laughs) opportunity. And even though you let a lot of bitches on the show before me, I'm grateful I'm having my moment. (laughs) (laughs) You view it all wrong, Adam. This is the topic you were meant for. I know. We were just waiting. You know that. If it's not obvious, Adam and I have been friends for a long time. He's softened tremendously over the years, but when we were in school together, he was very, very intense, as he would say. I'll let him explain. So first of all, high school, I had so much fun because I was the meanest bitch. It's true. (laughs) 
Right. It's like if anyone came for my friends, like we would just ruin them. And it was so satisfying. That is accurate. Adam had zero issues creating and sustaining outright conflict with anyone he saw fit. I asked Adam to define what drama means to him nowadays. I don't think there's a clean definition for drama. I think it's like being involved in the affairs of others. Mm-hmm. And or like specifically like the good but mostly the bad affairs of others. Okay. And just living for that. I think the first time drama brought something positive to my life, but also very negative, was in middle school. I got into this really big fight with a kid and completely blew it up, talked to all our friends about it, made up stories about him. He was about of every joke. And my friends thought it was fucking hilarious. And I started um, sort of getting a reputation as being entertaining or funny, which was super validating. Like, that kid had said something really um, out of line to me. It was actually the first time I ever got called a faggot. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's in writing. I'll show you. I think I was able to divorce myself from his feelings because I was, like, pill switch engaged. Like, this person has wronged me, you know? (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. And I was super proud because I felt like— I felt like I had defended myself with, like, the power of words and humor. Adam's power in the drama department hit its peak in high school. Running from one of six AP classes to show choir rehearsals and then off to parties with older classmates, Adam was fueled by the promise of something juicy always being just about to go down. I think you'd take this for granted in high school, slash also it's the reason that it fucking sucks, is that there's always drama. Like, someone's always fighting, someone cheated on someone, someone made out with someone, someone fingered someone in someone's backseat, like, someone bought beer, you know? Like, there was always something going on, and there was just, like, always content, basically. It was, like, a very content-rich environment for someone who loves drama. Sure, high school is, like, the jackpot for people like Adam who love drama. But why does Adam love drama so much in the first place? A couple things. Number one, it was just like this sheer joy, which I still haven't gotten to the bottom of, but maybe we can hear of like (laughs) hearing piping tea. I think the bigger part of it that's probably more interesting here is that it's a way to not have to think about yourself or any of your own problems. It's a way to be totally obsessed with someone else. And when you're when you're that involved with people's drama, you're inherently not thinking about them as full people or from a totally empathetic perspective like that. It's just a way to focus on other people's shit and 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 as a proxy for totally running away from any sort of um, time with yourself, thoughts with yourself, like self-examination, self-companionship, which I think is probably the kicker. I had never thought of drama in this context before. In spite of the interpersonal weight that drama can hold, it really is, at its core, the most sensational version of human interaction. It's centered around half-formed reactionary takes, impulsive decisions, and games of telephone as the tale of the drama spreads. It's a way to numb yourself from the harder parts of life, and I guess could be used in the same way as reality TV or video games or going to the bar. Adam and I have always bonded over being messy. Being overly bold with our opinions, engaging in dialogues with people that only we could get away with. And like we heard earlier, my ability to be messy is a big part of what created my strong friendship with Ayana. 
Adam says that messiness has had a similar role in his life, too. It's such an easy way to connect with people from the get-go, yeah. especially as a gay man connecting with a, a straight woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's the easiest thing to go. I still do it all the time. As much as I love talking shit and it genuinely, like, gives me energy in a world where, like, not that much does, which is a whole other topic, right? Like, oh, like how and why does this spark so much joy, like, where we're all dead and on Prozac and, like, in therapy? Mm-hmm. Like, why does this bring us so much primal joy? When I first talked to you about this topic, you said that nothing will bring you out of, like, the catacombs of your psyche in the same way as drama does. That's the question. That's the million-dollar question. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you think, bitch? Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I think something. I think now when drama happens, it's so rare. Right. That it is like— It's something to talk about. I think a feature of getting older is having less and less to talk about with the people around you, like your parents, your old friends. Yes. And so having a fat, juicy nugget of something to talk about is just really exciting. Yeah, totally. And I think that it presents— an opportunity for things to change and never be the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people don't really think about the concept of how change is an indicator of like life moving forward. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I just want things to be as concentrated and like not dramatic as possible, but I want my life to have a lot of different elements in it like i want there to like if i could have Mm -hmm. a totally different era every five years i feel like that would probably get old but for (laughs) now that's just how my my whole life has been so far right it's weird to think about a life that will stay the same right and drama is like a way to avoid having to really think about that i feel like we've made some breakthroughs this was better than therapy everyone should go on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm dead ass I'm glad you're realizing things. Some of our most beloved memories as friends, 100%. Actually, not some of them. I think probably all of them. Yeah. Totally circulate around one of us doing something stupid or doing something really extreme. Right. 100%. All these drugs and all this therapy and all this friendship and all these experiences and trips, like, can't drag me out of the hole. But, like, somebody having a, a story that I just live for will. And why is it that powerful? I, I, I don't know. Here's the question. Is it more powerful? Or is it just like, is it a 10 second high? The dictionary defines drama as, quote, a state, situation, or series of events involving interesting or intense conflict of forces. The Urban Dictionary defines drama as, quote, a way of relating to the world in which a person consistently overreacts to or greatly exaggerates the importance of benign events, a way of gaining attention or making your life more exciting. I personally think that we crave drama as a way to evade the onset of suffocating routine, of boredom, of the desperation that comes along with that boredom, of letting your life become nothing more than your nine to five and a weekly trip to Target. I think I crave drama in part because I constantly want to feel like something high octane is happening, maximizing my time that I have as a living being. 
The past year of my life has been new territory in the sense that no major seismic shifts have happened in the landscape of my day-to-day existence. In fact, if we're running with that metaphor, it feels like a nice, lush layer of greenery has grown right on top of it. And it's really nice, and it feels like home, but for me, there's no running away from my problems, my demons, and my goals in a world where nothing and no one is in my way clogging up my brain or making me keel over from interpersonal stress on a daily basis. Like Adam said, indulging in drama is an incredible way to dodge self-assessment and self-improvement, and when that falls away, the only frenemy you have left is yourself. All that being said, at my core, I think I love drama because it does have a way of making life more exciting, more cinematic. And sharing in that excitement or nervousness or agony with someone else creates history that you get to share forever. Ayana and I have only two years of shared trials and tribulations under our belt. Adam and I have 12. But the thing that I love about hanging out with both of them is the same. The feeling of sitting down with good stories to tell, knowing that the other one will love it. That's what gives us life. And in the end, if that's messy, so be it. This episode of Wholehearted was written, produced, edited, and hosted by me, Hannah Ray Leach. Story edits were provided by the iconic Isabel Robertson, and this episode was mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman. All music was created by Josh Perlman Hall, except for the Prom Queens clip, obviously. All three of us made that. Me, him, and Ayana. And our show artwork was made by Ayana Cheston, who was also a guest on this episode. You can keep up with the show... And all the things I'm up to on Instagram at Wholehearted Podcast. And you can sign up for the newsletter at wholeheartedpodcast.com. I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's only one more episode in this season. So I hope to see you back here in two weeks for the last new episode before I take a short break to rewrite a play of mine and put it on at Cleveland Public Theater. In April, if you're in Cleveland, come see my play. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me again soon.